0: Listen. Hey everybody, this is Ask Dr. Gans the podcast Stress, everybody's got it, everybody feels it But what do you do with it? How can you get it handled so that you can be your best, do your best, but most importantly, feel your best in all areas of your life? Well, that's what we're all about here at Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. I'm your host, Bryn Griffiths, along with registered psychologist, Dr. Gans Ference. How you doing? I'm great. Okay, let's get right to today's topic because you know what? This particular topic for me, it does strike a bit of a chord, mm-hmm. and I'm sure for other people it's going to do exactly the same. And that the name of the topic is "Be a friend and leave me alone." <laughs> Let's just jump right in on that. Right, right.
1: So, so look at you know, uh, we we need social contact. We need to have connections with people. We, we all do better when, you know, as a psychologist, if somebody coming in and, and they're in crisis, one of the first things we look at is what is their support system like? You right. know, who do they have around them? Are they healthy? Are they connected to these people? You know what I mean? Uh, that sort of thing. So we need to be connected because if we, if we're not connected, uh, loneliness is very, very toxic. Actually, England has a, 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 a a Minister of Loneliness that they have now created that. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Minister of Loneliness. Because what they found is that it's uh, loneliness is equivalent in terms of health risks to, like, smoking so many packs of cigarettes a day, basically, Mm. is what they found out. So they created this as a public health thing so that they actually can, you know, cut down on their... Uh, health costs, but also on, you know, their productivity costs and everything else. Because if you're lonely and you're not doing well, you're not going to be a contributing member to society, right? So we definitely need to be connected, but at the same time, and this is the other side of the coin, we don't always understand that we also need solitude from time to time. We need to be by ourselves and we need to have that time to let our brain breathe. So we need both. And so you can be a good friend and you can create some space to help me be with myself sometimes.
0: How do we teach people that? And I, and I say this because the 13-year-old at our place, sometimes I want to get into that reflective mood, and I'll just sit in the front room, mm-hmm. and I'll just kind of ponder life a little bit. And he comes down and says, you seem so serious today. And I just go... Hey. I'm good. I just need a little time. Yeah, I just need a yeah, little yeah. time to myself. Yeah. And he gets it. Yep. And I'm hoping that I'm setting a right message at age 13 that I love the fact you check in on me, yep. but I also love the fact that when I told you I need a little bit of time, you just quietly went away.
1: Absolutely. And, and this is the thing that we don't always know that, well, we think that if, if you're by yourself, something's wrong or, you know, you always got to be the up person, especially if, you know, you're, you're very upbeat, you got a lot of energy. And so if you're not that, that, you know, is something wrong? No, you know, it's good to check in because you're right. It's nice to just see if people are doing okay. But at the same time, you know, I love what you're doing for this young man because you're teaching him that you can do both. You can be very, uh, connected and social and, you know, talking high energy, but you also from time to time can step away and be reflective and be, uh, contemplative. Right. And, and we need that. We used to have this built into our culture, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, because things didn't move as fast. We didn't have as much information coming at us. And more people were into, like, you know, um, rituals, right? Whether it's church or, you know, we were going to walk to the picnic together or we're going to do the barn raising or whatever, right? There was time and space for us to be quiet and to be by ourselves, uh, whereas now it's got to be a much more deliberate
0: activity. Well, everything's so in your face. Yes, yes. The other thing too, and we've talked about this numerous times on numerous podcasts. You keep using the term that people are, are basically. uh, I'm trying to find the. We're herd animals. Herd animals.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We 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 need each other. We. It's it's actually humans. That's our evolutionary advantage is that we can connect with people. Uh, we would not be able to enjoy what we have in our civilization currently if we didn't rely on each other. If we didn't divide up labor well. If we didn't figure out how to do barter and trading efficiently. If we didn't if we didn't have these social connections. You know, I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to spend my time trying to figure out how I can generate electricity to run my house. Right. right. Um, I would rather just pay for somebody to do that and then I can, you know, focus on being a psychologist. Right. So we trade. We, we, we trade. Uh, our expertise with each other, but that all depends on being connected. It all depends on us knowing that we are a part of a gr- greater whole. And if we're not, if we're isolated, then it's a very difficult life for, for us.
0: Let's break this down a little bit more. And we've gone through this period where we flipped another page on the calendar uh-huh. and we've gone through the holiday season and we spent a lot of time with family, and family in particular and friends, mm-hmm. but there's a bond and a connection. If we were talking about herd animals, with families, that it is so tight yeah. that the the positives are high positives, when the, and the when negatives the men, are low. Yes, you can have some low negatives. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And this is the thing. I mean, we there is a sense that when we are it, either either we're blood with somebody or we've known somebody for a long, long time, that they have to be in our lives, right? And and we've talked about this before in other podcasts that humans, as a rule, tend to um, Overvalue familiarity, over what is healthy, <laughs> right? And <laughs> yeah, okay. so, so we're used to it, so let's keep doing it, right? And so sometimes some of these relationships that may have been good at, at times uh, or may never have been good, but they've, you know, somebody's just hung in there long enough, we tend to think that we got to keep doing this, right? Uh, I, I really encourage people to think about the health of who's around you. And then you know, the term I use is like prune your tree. Right, yeah um, and just like pruning a real tree um, when you prune a tree, you you cut off the dead branches the stuff that's not producing, generally, what happens is the rest of the tree does better, right You produce fruit if it's a fruit tree, the tree grows healthier, um, can withstand you know disease or other kind of tests a lot better, and the same thing happens with us if we start to really pay attention to the people who are around us regardless of whether they are, you know, old, old, old friends or family or whatever. And we start to think about, are these relationships healthy? Do I feel good when I'm with these people? Do they feel good when they're with me? Or do we support each other? If the answer is no, how can I tweak that? How can I help that to be healthier? Or do I need to limit my exposure to this individual? Or, or, you know, eventually do I need to, you know, eliminate this person from my life so that, you know, it might be good for both of us if we're not, in each other's face in a negative way all the time.
0: Heard the quote, "Absence makes the heart grow fonder." Yes, I have a really close group of friends that I went to high school with. I don't talk to, I may not talk to them for a year, but when I see them, that yep. year is like one day. Mm-hmm. And this, this, you know, "Be a friend and leave me alone" kind of hits it perfectly for me because I don't need to see them every day right. <laughs> to still have that wonderful connection. And yet, some of the people who I've been really the closest to, day in and day out, and day in. Sometimes that just wears away.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it's funny. So I went, um, when I was in high school, it was actually a boarding school, and I had this buddy. You know, we, we're, we're, this, uh, you know, I was telling you, I was playing squash on the weekend. This is the guy I was playing squash with, right? I was in his wedding, and you know, we, so I knew him since I think I was 16, right? And um, we, we were great friends, right? He lived across the hall. And then one day, we had the great idea that we should be roommates, right? Oh, boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: so he moved in. I think we made it a week, okay? (laughs) It's like, no, you got to move back across the hall, dude. You can't, like, we can't, you know. So absence makes the hearts grow fonder, and familiarity breeds contempt, (laughs) right, is the other side of that, right?
0: Now, uh, let's just say, I know I'm going to take you down a little different road here for a second, because you just made me laugh with that. Why is that? Is it because we don't see all the negative with a good friend until they move in with us? Well, well.
1: so the, the thing is, <laughs> certain relationships work better in terms of quality versus quantity. Okay. Right? I have some really good friends that I, I love dearly that I can only take a couple times a year. Right? If I, if I spend more time with them... Either they rub me the wrong way or I rub them the wrong way. And, and, and it could be just like some of the like annoying habits we have or whatever it is, right? We just don't mesh in that way. But there's enough good there that, you know, yeah, I really enjoy yeah. that. We have a good time and then that's that's enough. Right, we're good. We're like you know. Thank you. Like, check please. It's like kind of like eating too much chocolate, right? I mean, this chocolate is great in a certain amount, but you yeah. eat too much of it, you can get sick, right? So it's the same thing with <laughs> with, with people sometimes.
0: <laughs> Sorry to take you down that road, That's but okay. I had to. Uh, this is Ask Doctor Gans, the podcast. We're talking about stress, as we do on every podcast. You can also check us out on Facebook. Just go to Ask Doctor Gans. That seems pretty simple, if you ask me. <laughs> Uh, I love the analogy of uh, pruning the social uh, the social tree, but for some people, some people get rid of friends or branches that really they needed, and aren't thinking straight when they do that. Why? Why is that?
1: Well, yeah, that's sometimes that uh, you know, so your state matters. Okay. Okay. So if you're in the wrong state or you're having a hard time, you've just gone through a difficult thing. You know, uh, a lot of times we can. Not be in our uh, most objective way of thinking or looking at things, right? And so sometimes we can end relationships or or hurt relationships relationships uh, in uh, unconsciously or just by you know being in the wrong state of mind. And so if that happens, uh, I, I I often say you know sometimes we can't put it back together, and we just have to understand the damage is done. But I never I, I always encourage people to at least try if they're. If they've screwed up or um, they've, you know, made that decision just kind of out of the blue or not really being able to think it through, to go back and apologize and say, you know, um, I'm really sorry that this happened and I, I was wrong. Um, you know, I've talked about how to give a good apology before and, you know, so you make sure it's direct to the point and then stop talking basically mm-hmm. um, but but when you that's can the toughest that, part of that well that's it that's it when you when you can do that you can just show you know what i was wrong and i'm sorry i hurt you in this way um but if you're okay with it i would love to see if i can make it up to you and see if we can continue to be friends right because yeah that's you know sometimes people are in the wrong state of mind i had this really interesting experience when i was in graduate school right a really good friend of mine um we had, we we're in the same program. We'd run groups together. We, you know, we we're quite in sync. And uh, one day, you know, she was doing something and she went to pick up my dad uh, at a, uh, um, you know, a few hours away and really screwed the whole thing up and treated him kind of badly. And he was pissed off. And, you know, so it was a big thing. Right. And so I went to talked to her, I said, look, this, this is, this is, this is not cool. Right. And she did something that, at that time she was also in psychology, but I'd never had happened to me before in my family. She actually like legitimately apologized and said, you know, I'm really sorry. Here is what was going on for me and um, explained it. And she was so real and so eloquent that I'd like, oh. And what she said was, you know what, please don't throw me away. Please don't like just toss away our relationship. I would really like a chance to, to show you that I can do better, right? And we ended up having a very, very healthy and, and long-lasting friendship after that. And, and I think better because of the very um, mature way that she handled that. So, so, yeah, if you make a mistake and you end a relationship or prune the tree unnecessarily, um, you can always go back and try to make it better.
0: There's an expression, when in doubt... Reach out. Yes. And you can still reach out to the people that you've pruned off your tree as much as you can, the people who are really still close to you.
1: Yep. Yep. I I, I think it's good relationships. Don't just happen. Right. Um, We need to put in the effort and make the deliberate, deliberate effort to connect, stay connected with the people we care about and, but also reach out and make new connections along the way. One of the things that, you know, I've found in my life is that when um, you know, when I'm in the right headspace and I actually do try to reach out, whether it's somebody who might be hurting or somebody that's feeling lonely or just, you know what, this seems like an interesting person. I would like to get to know you and to make that take that risk to make the first move and, and ask somebody to hang out or go on a date or whatever it is. It's always been very rewarding for me, right? Um, and I know there are lots of times that we talk to off air about, about some of this stuff, about regrets or you know, how come I didn't do this, whatever. Yeah. And there, there are those that I've had where, oh man, I wish I'd had the guts to connect with this person. They seem like a cool person. I just missed that opportunity, right? So now that I'm older, hopefully a little wiser, right? Um, I, that's something I try to do as often as I can. Reach out to connect with people, but also reach out to tell people how you feel. And that's something I don't know that we do enough of. Tell people that we appreciate them, tell them thank you. Let them know that we see them um, because that is becoming more and more rare in our electronic and technological uh, culture.
0: This is Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast where we talk about stress every time we're on this podcast. And you can check us out online as well at AskDrGans.com. Now, it's one thing to just race into the house on fire, I guess, if I want to put it that way. But pace is important here, right? Yeah. You just Sometimes you just got a nice deliberate pace is just... Better than just racing right in.
1: Well, you know, like you had mentioned, sometimes you take a time and you go somewhere quiet and you just kind of think and look around and stuff like that. Uh, so I think it's very, very important that we, as people nowadays, build this in, right? I, uh, what I do, and this is something my psychologist really pushed me on, is to write in a journal, right? And that's something I still do. Um, when I am doing this on a consistent basis, five, ten minutes a day what I know is I now have paced my life. I know that I've spent five, 10 minutes for me, with me, doing something that is important to me. And that little bit of time really helps me to be aware of what I'm going through, aware of the stuff that's going well in my life, mm-hmm. aware of uh, habits or patterns that I may not have recognized before, or where I can do better. And, and that time of just slowing down and giving my mind a chance to just kind of settle, helps me to sleep better, helps me to have better relationships, definitely helps me to manage stress, I'm more productive, everything works better in my life once I pace myself in this way and give myself space to have something that's just for me at a certain time of day every day.
0: This is going to sound a little weird but but I'm a believer in meditation, but not in Absolutely. the traditional method. I I like to get away to a little space that I know I'm not going to be bothered. Might be a little dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I'll focus on maybe uh, a fan on in mm-hmm. the background or, or something a little different, or I can look out a window and I can see the street light and I see the snowflakes coming across it. And it just, it's almost, it gives you that kind of calmness. Mm-hmm. And I try to do that at least once a day, but I don't tell anybody I'm doing it. I just do it.
1: That's awesome. And, and that's the thing. And people have a lot of sort of um, misconceptions around meditation and, and, you know, the, 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 cousin of meditation is mindfulness, right? And the idea is just being mindful of what you're doing, mindful of like, so anything can be a meditation, right? You're in the shower, you're shampooing your hair. You can feel the slipperiness of the shampoo in your fingers and on your scalp. You can smell the uh, the the perfume, the the aroma of the of the per, um, of the shampoo, coconut. <laughs> there you go. Or <laughs> or you can you know feel <laughs> the wetness and the warmth of the water. Any of that stuff where you're coming to your senses, you're 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 literally coming to your senses. Actually, is mindfulness and can be a meditation. Uh, I love you know I love the baby meditation. Right, whenever I'm around a, a baby, I'll just like meditate on the baby. His or her face, you know, if you're close enough, what's the smell like, right? Well, you know, sometimes, right? Yeah, <laughs> but you know, gotta like, pick your spots. That's right. The smile, or even even when they're crying, right? Just like the sound of their voice, right? And and anything that you're paying attention to with deliberate attention can be a bit of a meditation, and that really does wonderful things for your mind, but also your physiology, and creates that space that you can then um, then be able to connect with people a lot better too.
0: This is Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast where you're talking about stress, and you can check us out on Twitter as well. Here's the handle: it's at Ask Dr. Gans. Okay, to kind of bring this all back together again, we're, we're talking about uh, having friends, but also having some space. But you need to have an emergency plan because sometimes it doesn't always go according to the plan.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you can have an emergency plan on both ends, right? Right. Uh, I, I really recommend that you have an emergency plan for, you know, when you are feeling lonely, when you are feeling down or whatever, what is your emergency plan to connect with people? How can you get out? How Who, who are those people that you know that you can call, that you can connect with? Or what is your plan, right? And, and sometimes it might be, okay, I need to be out or around people, so I'm going to go, do a class at a gym, or I'm going to go and volunteer at the soup kitchen, or I'm going to go, um, you know, just be around people and smile. And, you know, as I walk down the street and look people in the eye, something to connect so that you don't feel like you're isolated or you're alone. Uh, reaching out to people really does help to, to help, deal with that, that type of feeling. But then the other side of it is when you're over, over, over attended to, attended to, right? When too many people are coming at you, or you've been doing the social thing for too long or giving for too long, Um, particularly when you're in social situations like a party or, you know, around the holidays or a birthday party or whatever, it is okay if this, if it's too much, if you need to take a break from time to time, you do that, right? Hey, you know what? Let me go get some ice or, you know. A good place
0: is in the car. Not while you're driving.
1: Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, You know, I forgot something in the car. I'll be right back, right? Exactly. Anything like that to give yourself that legitimate out so that you can take some time, let things settle down, regroup. It's, It's like. It's like taking a timeout in sports, right? You, your team is kind of falling apart. You take a timeout, regroup, and then you can go back in and do really well. You know that you can do that for yourself at any time when you need to take a break.
0: Honey, I'll be right back. I'm going to Hawaii for a minute. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, that one doesn't work, but the, the car one works for me. Like Absolutely. You know what? You go through the stress of driving, mm-hmm. right? And we all do that in rush hour. And I get home, and I pull into the driveway, which is the most, it's one of the most fun parts of the day is because you're home. <laughs> But you don't want to just race right into the house. I'm happy just to either listen to some music, Mm -hmm. turn the car off and just basically sit there for a few minutes and just kinda get my stuff in a pile. Oh yeah. It's a it's a great place to meditate.
1: It it is. It is. And my my wife actually pointed that out to me, pointed that out to me before because I used to do exactly that out, you know, especially when my kids were young. Um, I would say, oh, man, my wife's at home. She's with the baby all the time. Okay, I got to race home. I'd finish my job, jump in the car, drive really hard in the traffic and get in there. I'd come into the house, like all this crazy frenetic energy and like, you know, okay, I'm here. Let me clean this. Ah, right. And it was just, it was awful. <laughs> and so she said, hey, hun, you <laughs> know, you don't have to come straight home after work, right? <laughs> Maybe go park by the lake and sit for just a while. Relax, or, chill yeah, a little Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. So gotcha. a, a great, uh, great strategy.
0: Hey, We've got to wrap this up, but uh, you have an event coming up at Whistler,
1: yes. Uh, April 20th, I'm doing a great uh, one day uh, talk with uh, Dr. Ken Keyes, is going to be on our show, yes. coming up, yeah. And um, and it's it's going to be, first of all, Whistler's a beautiful place from what I've told, I'm really looking forward to being there. And it's going to be a day where you get both of us, you can interact with us, and we get to teach you about. Living from purpose and also living your best life in terms of um, making sure your state is good so that you can actually execute on what you want to do, manage stress better, and have better relationships.
0: Another great place to meditate, on the ski lift. Uh, yeah. Don't go up with anybody. Just go up on your own and just listen to the sound of that ski oh, yeah. lift for the five to eight minutes it takes to get to the top of the mountain. It's beautiful. And in nature. Absolutely. So one day in Whistler, but you're going up for how many days? Uh, I'm I'm probably going up for about four or five days. Attaboy. That's the way to do it. That's right. Uh, Thanks for your time. Oh, our
1: mission. Our mission. We want to help as many people as we can. So if you like what you're hearing or what you're seeing on the website, definitely share with people you know. We love it. We love to get feedback as well, so don't be afraid to reach out to us.
0: Yeah, that feedback is huge. Don't forget, too, to go to the website, which is AskDrGans.com. Once again, that is AskDrGans.com. There's lots of great stuff on there. And we're back with another podcast coming up in another week. One, two, three. Listen.